0: All right. well I just want to congratulate all of you on being the most spiritual people in Tennessee right now because you guys are in church right now when everybody else is like a heathen on a beach somewhere having a great time in like perfect weather or on some kind of cruise ship or at some awesome state park enjoying like a wonderful family camping trip or all kinds of other really terrible, terrible things. And so I want to just thank you for, for being, I know you would way rather be here because that's why you're here. So uh, we'll pray for everyone else that is, is, you know, straying away from the Lord and, and doing fun things today on this beautiful day. But for real, you know, I, I want us to just, just decide right now, like, I don't, I don't have anything important to say, just Zach Buckner, the words coming out of my mouth are not important. But what the Lord has to say and then, and then what this has to say are of utmost importance, and from page to page, from cover to cover, this is truth, and so I wanna just decide as a group right now that we're gonna receive something, so I want you to look at your neighbor on your right and your left and say, I'm gonna receive this morning. Say, I'm gonna receive. I'm gonna receive, all right, that's right, that's right. And if you guys have been sticking around here for very long at all, especially the last few months, There's two words that you've heard come out of Pastor Paul's mouth that I really want to drive home and and we are going to go ahead and beat this dead horse. And those words are hope and purpose. You know, we believe that Church on the Hill, we passionately believe that the Lord has put us here to be an epicenter of hope, to be a place where you can come and find hope and find restoration and find a God who saves you and a God who rescues you. That's what we are after is for this to be a place of hope. And then we also pray that as you find that hope, you then find the plan of God for your life and you find purpose. You find purpose, you find exactly what it is that God has called you to do. And as you find hope, you get involved and you get plugged in and you find purpose and you make an impact for the kingdom. That's what we are desiring as a church. And so that's my prayer today is that we receive something. You guys get some hope and we find out what our purpose is. And then we go after it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not cool with just showing up at church and hearing some words and singing some songs and all that stuff. Like I want my life to be impacted. I wanna leave here differently than what I came as. That's what I want. I want it to be transformed every time we get together. So um, this series that Pastor Paul's been preaching has been blowing my mind. I'm just like, God is dropping stuff in me that I have just never seen before. And he's challenging me every week. Pastor Paul is challenging us to dig deeper and last week we had this great challenge to to take part in what God is doing in our lives and are we gonna be obedient or aren't we? And the choice is ours. God has set the table for us and now we've got to decide whether or not we're gonna be part of his plan or not. And I hope that challenged you last week and I hope it messed with you. This week as you went through your week, I hope that that just gnawed at you. Like am I gonna be part of God's plan or not? Am I gonna be obedient or not? Blessing or curse, which one am I gonna choose? And so we're just gonna continue with that today. It's all working together. You know that everything works together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And it's pretty cool that, you know, as you walk with the Lord, you can read something 100 times, but that, that 101st time that you read it, God's like, hey son, did you catch this about who I am? Like, did you, did you see this aspect of my character? Did you see what I did there? And so that's what's been happening to me as we've been going through this series and my mind is being blown. It's like Pastor Paul said, my hair is on fire. I'm just like, Lord, what are you saying? This is awesome. Just keep doing this. I'm cool with this every day. And I don't know where you are as you walked in here today. I don't know if you've been a Christian since you were itty bitty. I don't know if you have just been a Christian for a little while or if you have yet to buy into this whole God thing and you don't really trust who Jesus is yet. That's cool. No matter what shape you're in, no matter... Um, how many mistakes you've made, no matter what frame of mind you're in right now, I wanna tell you today is for you. And I wanna tell you that this word right here is truth. And I wanna challenge you to listen to it. And the scripture that we're gonna read can literally change your life or not. And it's up to you. Why not let it change your life today, amen? Amen. Amen. A few weeks ago, kinda had this epiphany as Pastor Paul was preaching, and the Lord dropped this, this scripture. If you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to 2 Timothy chapter two. And I wanna check out a scripture together. This is a scripture I've read a ton of times, and you know, it's one of those I just kind of brushed over, and I was like, oh, that's a, cool, that's a cool scripture. And I thought I understood the meaning of it, but the Lord gave me kind of this clearer picture a few weeks back. And the scripture says, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny Who he is. Everybody say who he is. Who he is. That is the point of today's sermon. Can I just go ahead and tell you, like, that's the whole point. That's the crux of life, that the entire meaning of life is found not in who we are or what we know or what we're familiar with, but it's founded and rooted in who he is. And if we can grasp that, man, life's going to get a whole lot easier for us and we're going to struggle a whole lot less. But this who he is part jumped out at me. And so I also did something. Um, I cleared this with Pastor Justin. So therefore, I know it is definitely okay. I put then in parentheses, although scripture does not necessarily say then. It's kind of understood. If we are unfaithful, then he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is. I cleared that with Pastor Justin. It's all, all good. So we are scripturally sound right now. I am not adding to scripture. I'm just you know kind of stating the opposite. But I... This this if-then statement is so different than some of the other ones that you see in Scripture. And, of course, I can't do a normal if-then statement. i got to put a fifth wheel on it and, like, do something weird. But this statement is so different. Usually the the statements of if-then that we read in the Bible are, if you are obedient or if you do this, then God's going to do this or he's going to bless you in this way or whatever. Like, you do something good, God does something good. We move, God moves, all that stuff. But this one is totally messed up. It's totally upside down. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. What? I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to say, God is faithful. Okay, now some of you guys did it and some of you didn't. Some of you guys said it and you're like, I'm just gonna repeat what what Zach just said. But I I want you to know there are some people in this room who looked at their neighbor and they said God is faithful and they were able to say that from a place of experience because if they were like me, their life was wrecked at one point and they completely destroyed every shred of hope in their life, but God rescued them and he redeemed them and he restored them and he messed up their life in such a good way. And so some of those people, when they said God is faithful, they were speaking from a place of experience about who God is. And so I wanna tell you, before you leave, like, please don't leave here until you're able to look at your neighbor and say he is faithful without saying it from a place of experience. And I'm gonna tell you why in just a minute. Some of you guys are like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe God's faithfulness when I see it. Well, well good, I'm gonna show it to you today. That's good. If we are unfaithful, then he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is. Now, I wanna give you a little background on this scripture. And this, is, this really helped me understand uh, what was happening. There's a guy named the Apostle Paul that wrote this scripture. And when he wrote this scripture, he was not writing it on his MacBook Pro in an air conditioned office, sipping on a milkshake, like laid back watching TV, like in his recliner. This is not where he wrote it. No, this guy wrote this passage in a jail cell in a Roman prison while he was literally chained up and while there were rats running around and like the floor has like certain things on it that we won't speak of because like here in about three hours, I'm gonna release you after I'm done preaching and you're gonna go eat lunch. Some of you got it. Roman prisons were nasty. They were terrible, dungeon, dingy, dark places. Ew, ow. Gross, Roman prison, nasty. So I don't have time to describe it, but he was in prison again, not for the first time. He was concerned, he was worried about these churches that he was ministering to. He was kind of the father over a bunch of these different churches and he was leading them and guiding them and being their mentor. And he was worried that they weren't gonna get off the ground. He was worried that their doctrine was gonna get messed up and that they're gonna forget who Jesus really was. And So he, he writes this scripture in a jail cell. If we are unfaithful, then he remains faithful. For he cannot deny who he is. I really love hearing things from people who have been there, and and if anyone had a right to pen these words, it was the Apostle Paul, because the guy paid his dues for the gospel. He was in jail for the gospel. It wasn't some guy who just got blessed with a big raise. It wasn't some dude who had lived in a giant mansion and just you know had was living the dream. This was a guy who was speaking from a place of pain and experience, but it was all worth it because here's the deal. The Apostle Paul understood something that I didn't understand for a large part of my life, and it's that the weight of the gospel doesn't hinge on me. The gospel is the gospel, and what God says is true. Regardless of whether or not Zach Buckner buys into it, it's true, and it's going to be true from now till kingdom come. The gospel is the gospel. It is always right. It is always true. And what I do doesn't have bearing on that. Now, I get to be part of it if I choose, but I have to make a choice. Just like Pastor Paul said last week, if you didn't catch that sermon, please go back and listen to it. We've got an opportunity placed in front of us to link up with the plan of God or not. And it's our choice and the gospel's not gonna fall apart because I, make, I made a mistake. When I was at one of the lowest points in my life, I had this, this thought and I came to this place and I was like, always scared of letting God down. And when I, when I got to this point where my life was just in shambles, God had this moment with me where He's like, Zach, you didn't let me down. You were never holding me up in the first place. You never held me up. My glory and my honor was never in question. Yours may have been, but mine wasn't. Even if we are unfaithful, he's faithful. He is true to his word. And and as I think through the best way to explain scripture, I do feel like God has given us a pretty amazing um, tool to use for sermon analogies. It is the best tool to use for sermon analogies. I learned that uh, in seminary. And it's ice cream. Can I get an amen? Yeah, ice cream. If you want to, if you want to help people understand something, use ice cream. That's that's the deal. So I, I want to explain this scripture using ice cream. Are you ready for this? This ought to be interesting, right? Yeah. So I've got five kids. Um, we don't have a lot of dull moments at our house, or or apparently we do have a lot of dull moments because we have five kids. Um, but like, I really love, I really, I really love my wife a lot. Not kids are okay, but like, so so we go through a lot of ice cream at the Buckner house. Come on, we came to church to have a little fun. Hey, God God did it. It's God's idea. so um, we, we got ice cream like for days at the Buckner house, for days we got ice cream. So um, I've got one of my kids though that she's very, she's our sweetest, most even, she's like, awesome, just motherly, loving, affectionate, little, she like, loves a cuddle, and she's awesome. And she is also so stinking stubborn. And like when, she'll get, she'll get a whim, yeah, is that like any of you guys? Like, it's, it's, it's like, she'll get a whim, for whatever reason, she'll just decide she doesn't want something. She'll just decide because somebody asked her the wrong way, or like we phrased it in some weird manner to her. Uh, so she'll just decide good things that she doesn't want them. I mean, I can literally offer her exactly what her heart desired, and she'd just be like. And, like, her face gets lower. Like, it's, it's this awful, like, you know what, like, go somewhere else because I don't want to talk to you kind of face. And it's, it's terrible. And I'm like, I'm offering you something good. It's like I line up all my kids at the counter to eat ice cream. And I'm throwing out ice cream bowls to all of them, even Benny, she gets, she gets in on the action too. And like, this, this one child is just like, and I'm like, what are you, who doesn't like ice cream? Like you are an American child. Who, and so, but, but she refuses to accept this gift I'm trying to give her. Do you know that we do that with the gospel? Like I don't, again, I don't know where you stand with the Lord. You may have been walking with him for a long time and you're still not taking the bowl of ice cream or you may have never made a decision to follow Jesus Christ. And you're like, I I don't know about this bowl of ice cream. I mean, I don't know. You know what's never in question with my kids when I offer them something good? Even if they don't take it, my heart for them as a father is love. And my heart for them is to want the best for them and to offer them good things. Now they've got to make a decision to accept the free free gift that I am offering them or not. My child doesn't have to accept the ice cream doesn't change the fact that I am faithful in offering them ice cream. Whether they accept the gift or not is up to them. If we are unfaithful, then he remains faithful. No matter what I do, God is God. And we get to be part of his kingdom or not, and that's our choice. And I think there's a little bit of an issue, and I've been in this place in my life, and I've got friends who are in this place. And like time after time after time, I've had friends come to me and they're questioning who God really is, and I get it. I've been there, and I, but I had this moment, this, this God moment a couple weeks ago, and I walked in and told Pastor Paul, and I was like, we ask these questions of God, like, God, why did my mom die, or why did my dad die, or why did my parents get divorced, or why is my brother sick, or why did I lose my job, or how come I, we lost our house, or, or God, what in the world? If you're so good, if you're so faithful, Why did this happen? And my answer has always been some cliche response of like, well, you just gotta trust him. You just gotta trust the Lord. And that's true. We we gotta get to this place. That's what faith is. We've gotta trust in the unseen. But I think there's a better answer than that, that we can give people who are asking that question. If you're in here questioning, I wanna show you something. Think about it like this. You do, God does one thing wrong and we equate him as being unfaithful. Pretend like this trust right here is the beginning of all time. And pretend like that trust is eternity. Now, if you know eternity just keeps going on and on and on, but we're just gonna use that one as an example. So beginning of time, Adam, right here, Adam in the garden, everything's good except not, he messes it up. Okay, and then like, okay, so then like right here is the American Revolution, okay? And then like right here is where Chick-fil-A was invented. So can't go there today, that stinks. Um, And so, and then like right here was like the, the Super Bowl last year. Do you see what I'm getting at here, guys? We're measuring God by what happens in this itty bitty space. We're measuring God's faithfulness with a stinking electron microscope when he's measuring with a football field, his faithfulness. We're saying, God, you were unfaithful to me that one time when it wasn't him that was unfaithful, by the way. Or, or God, why did you allow this to happen? I thought, you were, I thought you were good. And God's going, yeah, but check this out. I sent Jesus for you so that all this space right here, I mean, like you could play dodgeball in this space. Like, I I made all this space for you called eternity that you could spend with me in paradise. So even if every single day of your life on this planet is awful and something horrible happens to you every single day, which is probably not gonna happen, but say it did, he's still faithful because he's allowed us to spend all this time with him in paradise. And the Apostle Paul understood it. He's sitting in prison writing a scripture about how faithful God is. The guy used to kill Christians and have fun doing it. And God transformed his life. He knows something about God's faithfulness. He understood that no matter how much suffering he endures in this life, it's okay. Because we got all of eternity to hang out with Jesus and to be heirs with him and to reign with him. And there's not gonna be any more crying or tears. We got to read this scripture in our Sunday school class today. It's so awesome. It's from Res- Revelation. And it talked about how there's no more pain or, or, te- or tears or suffering. We get to go there. We get to, be, we get to be with God for all that time. He's faithful. He made a way for you. I wanna encourage you. Even if God never does another thing for you in this life, he is still faithful. He is still faithful. And I want to give you a little homework assignment too. If you still need more proof, I'd like for you to pick up one of these. If you don't have one, we'll get one for you before you leave. Pick up a Bible and start on page one. Because there is story after story after story after story of God redeeming situations that looked hopeless. And from the, the beginning of time, we get to see his heart revealed right off the bat. There was this guy named Adam and this lady named Eve. And God set up paradise for them. He he, I mean, they had it made in the shade, it was awesome. Everything was provided for them. It was all good. And guess what they did? They were unfaithful. God was like, don't eat from this one tree. Just this, this one tree. Autry, but they did it anyway. But guess what? Before we even get out of Genesis, before you even get done reading the first book of the Bible called Genesis, God's already figuring out a way to draw people back to himself. He's already figuring out a way to get us out of the pit that we put ourselves in. We were unfaithful, but he is still faithful. You know why? Because he can't deny himself just like that scripture that we first read. He is true to who he is, no matter what. And something so cool in this story is I was thinking about the faithfulness of God, of Adam and Eve, and how how God is still faithful even when we are unfaithful. Do you know that God came looking for Adam and Eve? Like it wasn't Adam who was like, hey God, hey, I messed up. It was God that went looking for Adam because God so desires relationship with you. Every single one of you has a place in the Father's heart. And I don't care how terrible of a person you think you are. And I don't care how much negativity you've had towards the Father. It doesn't change the fact that He is faithful. And I know that the Word says that if we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that he raised him from the dead, then we will be saved. Like, that's, that's God's word, and he is faithful to it. So no matter what you walked in here with, you've got a God who pursues you and loves you no matter what. And his heart is such that he doesn't even allow time to pass after we've been unfaithful. He's, he's coming after us. So even when we, we mess it up and we, by our own choosing, walk away from him, he's still after our hearts. And we sang about it this morning, and I hope you caught the words in these songs, because it's not just a bunch of pretty lyrics, it's the word of God. His word is unshaking, his promise unchanging, and all my hope is in him. And if you're in here right now and you, you don't have that hope, you feel empty you have these questions about God, I wanna encourage you. You can have hope this morning, right now. You don't have to leave here hopeless because he's faithful. Even if he does nothing else for us the rest of our lives, he is completely faithful. There's something cool, and I didn't didn't do this first, this is bonus material, but about 25 verses earlier, I wanna encourage you to go back and read the scripture that we started out with And I kind of want to leave you with a thought. I'm going to go back to it here so you can chew on it one more time. It's 2 Timothy 2, 13. Mikey, if you could, that's awesome. You're the man. Mikey is so awesome. Give it up for Mikey. If we, yeah, if we are unfaithful, then he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is. Now, again, Paul's in prison. About 25 verses back, like at the beginning of the chapter, (laughs) the apostle Paul said, He reminds us that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's that's what God has given us. So like, I wanna point something out. Even back in the garden when Adam and Eve messed it up, God didn't give them that mess up. And God didn't give us confusion. He gave us a sound mind. And he gave us power and love. And if your life is without power, if it's without the love of God, if you're confused, it's not because God is unfaithful. We're allowing something else to speak into our lives. I wanna encourage you. God is faithful no matter what and you need to recognize what he has given you is good. We have an opportunity in our lifespan right now in this little period of time with all of of eternity to follow, to get on board with what God is doing. And I'm gonna ask you to do that right now. I'm gonna ask you to take advantage of that opportunity You bow your heads with me. You have the ability to make a choice right now for today to be different than every other single day that you've ever lived. And I'm not just being dramatic and I'm not just trying to make a big deal. This is a big deal all by itself. Today can be different. And so I wanna offer you an opportunity. If you don't know Jesus, I wanna offer you that opportunity first. If you want hope in your life, if you're tired of wandering around aimlessly, I I want you to have the opportunity to know Jesus before you walk out. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna pray a little prayer with you. Just pray this in your own way, in your own words. Just ask God these things. Just say, Father, I come to you right now and I'm lost. I don't know you and I'm tired of being lonely and I'm tired of being um, in this ditch that I'm in. And God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've done wrong things. I acknowledge that. But Lord, right now, I ask that you would just come into my life, that you would make me different, that you would transform me, that I wouldn't leave here the same way that I came in. And I acknowledge Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. I acknowledge, that you rose again, that you're alive right now. And I ask you to be Lord of my life. Now, hopefully if if you didn't know Jesus when you walked in here, you just participated in that. And if you did here in a minute, prayer teams, if you guys wanna go ahead and come on down, that'd be great. In a minute, you're gonna be able to pray with these people and let them know that. But maybe you're here and you're a believer and right now you are questioning your faith and you're questioning exactly where you stand with the Lord and and you've had questions about his faithfulness. I hope something that we read today has shaken something loose in you. And so I wanna pray for you right now too. Lord, for the believer that's kinda shaken in their faith, God, I ask that you would just step in right here and show who you are. I just ask that in some way you would reveal yourself to them right now, that they would have this epiphany and just this God moment where you just speak to their hearts. And God, here in a minute, when they have an opportunity to pray with someone, that they would come to this altar, ready to make uh, a change, fully knowing who you are, and fully accepting the good Father that you are, because you are faithful. And God, right now, as as a church body, I just thank you for your faithfulness to me, to us, to our families, God, just to this, this church family, it's ridiculous for us to look back and see what all you've done. And so I thank you for that, God. We, we recall that faithfulness. And I just ask for more, Lord. I ask for you to continue to bless us. But let us walk with you, knowing truly who you are. It's not about us at all, God. Even if we're unfaithful, you're still faithful. Let us know who you really are this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Right now, uh, prayer teams, if you guys could go ahead and come on up. If you have a need or if you need breakthrough or something this morning has spoken to you and you need to reason with somebody about it and you need to talk through it with somebody, these teams are gonna be down here waiting after service to pray with you. And I'm gonna dismiss everybody here in just a second, but don't walk out of this room unless you speak to one of these people and have them pray with you. They're gonna stick around and they're gonna pray with you. If you have any need at all, if you need healing, if you need um, restoration, whatever, don't leave until you get that need met. The heart of the Father is love towards you and don't leave until you know that this morning, okay? All right, amen, everybody say God's good. He's good, he's a good Father, amen. Bless you guys, have an awesome week. It was your first time here, find Pastor Justin. If you need prayer, come on down front.